Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to another edition of uh, Basketball. I'm Sean Woodley. I'm Kitty Heindel. And today's show is brought to you by Rashid Wallace, who on this day in 2006 was closed out by the Miami Heat in the NBA playoffs. Unfortunately, on the Heat's run to winning the championship that, that year, the Pistons were the conference final victims, losing 98-83 on this day in Game 6. Rashid Wallace, just 11 points and 10 boards as the Pistons see their run ended. Um, Katie, the Miami Heat with Shaq and uh, Dwayne Wade would go on to win a championship. How great an accomplishment. In fact, is it a better accomplishment than their actual ring to beat the Pistons at the height of their powers? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I was going to say that I think um, shouldn't he shouldn't feel too bad about this because it seems like one of those um, basketball inevitabilities, you know, when you're just kind of like in the way of fate. Sure, sure. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I think, you know, if he can take some solace in that, he should. God, peak Dwayne Wade was really good, Katie. 43 yeah. minutes, 35 points, uh, 13 of 17 shooting in this game. Uh, very, very good basketball player. Shout out to Dwayne Wade. Uh, but also, of course, shout out to Rasheed Wallace for his uh, wonderful work in trying to stave off the Miami Heat. The fact that they got two wins in that series, uh, I'm going to credit entirely to Rasheed Wallace, even if maybe Chauncey Billups scored more points or whatever. Who cares? Um, Katie how's it going? We got a loaded show today. There's lots of stuff to get to, but we should probably exchange pleasantries first. How are you? <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, I'm okay. I guess I'm mad because of the things we're going to, some of the things we're mm. going to talk about. So um, other than that, uh, I'm all right. I got my first sunburn of the season uh, <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> it was my friend's birthday party uh, in the park. And which was nice. I have to say, not as weird as I was like, it was like a f my first substantial social outdoor gathering. Everyone just kind of sat in a mm -hmm. large circle on their own like blankets. 
Um, Did you have bongo drums? Fuck no, dude. Who do you think I am? (laughs) Um, No, we just chilled and talked and we're like together like normal people. Um, We didn't need to have like side entertainment, frankly. And I don't own bongo drums and I don't know anyone that does. But it was really nice. Um, And I guess I really underestimated the UV spectrum, which is just going to get stronger and stronger every year uh, until you probably can't go outside anymore, even with sunscreen. That said, I didn't have sunscreen on and I should (laughs) have, but I don't usually burn. So there you go. There's an uplifting thought. Um, Yeah, I'm also Mm -hmm. in strange first sunburn of the season territory. Um, I, as you know, I've been biking quite a bit. And on Sunday, I went for like a three hour long ride with no sunscreen in the middle of the day and came back with the very unfortunate knee sunburn. Ooh. That like gives you a very defined tan line on your shorts. It's uh, it's pretty rough. I need to get out and just sit in the sun with some uh, shorter shorts on so I can even things out where my legs typically get exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been dealing with this week is the, the, the knee sunburn. Also uh, common in canoes, if I recall. I think I've had that happen before. So that's where I'm... Uh, I'm at with the the sun and the weather. I will say I'm glad the bullshit 40 degree uh, sauna weather uh, went away. It's nice. I have the window open today. It's blowing nicely into the podcast recording area. It's uh, it's lovely, Katie. Are, are you I can't recall if you're a give me the sweltering heat person or if you're a normal brained person who likes regular comfortable weather. I like all weather. Except for extreme cold. I do not mm. function well. Um, mm. As you know, I'm more like a lizard. Right. So where lizards thrive, <laughs> that's kind of where I thrive. I don't mind the heat. Uh, I think as long as you can have kind of breaks and breathers from it, there's something that's like sure. really nice and gross about the, that one week, usually in July, <laughs> I'd say, in Toronto, you know, that where it's like, the humidex is like stuff's above 42, 43. Mm-hmm. Um, the air doesn't move. It, it's gross. Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah. Because usually it's quite short lived. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it did feel a little bit like I wasn't sure. ready. And I think some like, I like, you know, we, we have to acclimatize to the heat. We can't just like dive right into it. Uh, our body's got to get ready for it. So I just don't think I was quite ready for it, but I will be. I will be once July rolls around again. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I will never be ready. Um, You said you're a lizard. I'm a a troll or a goblin used to living in moist caves under the ground. Uh, And I prefer the the, the weather that makes my uh, my bones hurt as opposed to the other option. But that's fine. That's part of the beauty of the podcast, Katie, is we have different opinions on things. Uh, We have a lot of stuff to have opinions on today. The NBA playoffs are running and there are fans in the stands and naturally that's leading to fans being jackasses in the stands. So we're going to talk a lot about jackass fans, lame fans, both, all of it. Um, Russell Westbrook, Trey Young and the like. Uh, We're going to dig into some of our favorite playoff series to start. Uh, It's been quite a week of basketball. I'm quite enjoying it and uh, having a good time watching you know, a good handful of these series, maybe not all of them, but I've been coming back to a few as my staples. 
And uh, some awards were handed out this week as well, Katie, including Most Improved, which, uh, as you've noted in our rundown, is the only one worth mentioning due to how Julius Randle was presented the trophy. We'll get into that in our headline segment. And just because we have so much damn stuff to get to today, we are going to dive into a second headline segment in the middle. We're going to talk about LeBron being a weird vaccine creep. I'm not sure what the hell's going on there. Uh, We've got the Pelicans maybe not vibing with our friend Stan Van Gundy, the friend of the year. Of course, the Ubby winner for Friend of the Year this past year. So that's clearly an affront to us. And also uh, some bullshit going on in the WNBA with uh, coaches, little man coaches, as Liz Cambage points out in a wonderful rant about uh, some bullshit abuse that a coach was throwing her way kind of behind her back, protected by the whole sort of shroud of being on the sidelines in the middle of a game. Uh, we're going to get into that in the comments from Kurt Miller, the Connecticut Sun coach, about Cambage in the second headline segment. Also, Paul Pierce is earning lots of money through crypto, which um, uh, surely delights Katie, uh, me. I still don't understand crypto at all, so I will need someone to explain this story to me a little bit. Um, and then in the segment we're trying out this week, Katie... We are uh, just going to go with something that I kind of had a realization, a little bit of a thought, a little bit of a brain worm while I was chopping some cilantro this week. We'll just leave it at that. The segment we're trying out this week is about herbs, and uh, it might be dumb, but hey, that's uh, it's trial and error. That's why we're trying out new segments every single week. We'll see if it works. That's coming up later on. Uh, of course, before we get into anything else, just a reminder, you can go to patreon.com slash basketball with two H's to subscribe to our Patreon page and support us. We love you so much if you are already part of the crew. If you are not and you want to be part of it, the appeal is you get to be in our Discord chat. You get to get you know special access to events like Trivia Nights and stuff like that. And you also get free mailbag episodes once a month. And we are recording this month's mailbag episode after this very recording. So get ready. And if you want your questions in, for next month's mailbag, please be sure to sign on up over at patreon.com slash a basketball with two H's, four bucks US, 550 Canadian to support us on a monthly basis. And we appreciate you so, so, so much for doing so in advance. Uh, all right, let's get to it, Katie. Lots to get into here on a busy headline segment coming up in just one second. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man. Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call 
working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Katie. It is headlines time. And there's a lot to get into from the first week of the NBA playoffs. Uh, We've left the play-in behind and the real games have begun. And, uh, of course, fans are back in the building as well, as uh, I guess America's decided the pandemic is over, even though they still have lots of cases every day. Good good for them, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> they're opening up arenas. I'm a little bit uncomfortable watching it sometimes, even though I can't deny the energy of having fans in the sands is really adding to the enjoyment of these games. Um, but, of course, when you invite fans, you invite dipshit fans. And there have been a whole cast of those so far this week in the NBA playoffs, particularly relating to a couple Eastern Conference series that played games last night. The most notable, it seems, we have to talk about off the top, is Russell Westbrook. Last night, was uh, was he ejected from the game or he left with an injury of he some sort? He hurt himself. That's right. I didn't watch the game live. I was curious as to why he left. Jesus. I reading that. I'm sorry. Okay? Interesting that your brain goes there first. Hmm? No. Oh. Very interesting to me. <laughs> I just usually when you see that somebody got hurt, there's like the whole like somber Internet for five minutes. I didn't quite see that last night. Maybe I just missed him getting hurt. So my apologies for that. He was hurt, left the game and a dipshit Philadelphia fan poured popcorn on him. Russ, uh, understandably, very displeased about this. He, um, you know, had to be restrained by the sort of security people who were walking him out. Uh, Again, maybe just let him go at that dipshit. I don't know. But anyway, uh, he did speak after the game as well. Let's listen to what Russell Westbrook had to say about the uh, the fan throwing popcorn on him and the emboldened nature of fans league-wide. I don't know, bro. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, I was leaving out and then I just seen... So, popcorn on top of my head, you know. Um, and to be blatantly honest, man, this shit is getting out of hand, uh, especially for me. Um, just the amount of disrespect, the amount of just fans just doing whatever the they want to do. It's just it's out of pocket, man. It's out of pocket, seriously. Like, in the other setting, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all for the fans enjoying the game and having fun. And, you know, it's part of sports. I get it. Uh, but there's certain things that cross the line. Uh, and any other setting, I know for a fact that fans, and they wouldn't come up. And a guy wouldn't come on the street and pour popcorn on my head because he know what happened. So yeah, Russell Westbrook, understandably very pissed off. Katie, uh, this fucking sucks. Uh, what was your response to it? I'm, did you see it as it happened? No, I didn't see it. I saw the reaction to it after. Um, but I was like seething. I was very... Mm angry uh i don't condone violence but i really wanted to slap this person who did it (laughs) and i also just think more seriously like russell westbrook is at the receiving end 
of like some of the most heinous and outsized, um, I don't know, abuses, I would say, mm -hmm. by fans, like in his career. Um, a part of me thinks it is due to the fact that like he's not apologetic for the kind of player and person he is. And I think some people right. that rubs them the wrong way, probably because they're racist and bigoted. Um, but it's just like he he never asks for permission to just like basically be himself and play the way he, he does, you know? Because I, I can't actually think of another reason why this is always directed at Westbrook in the way it is, you know, like there's Durant can be polarizing, you know, like Draymond can be polarizing. They really do not get the kind of like verbal um, bordering on like physical abuses and just like outright disrespect that Westbrook gets. So, I mean, I think it's just like total loser behavior. Um, I think like this is the, f this is the first time you're out at a game in like a year and a half. And this is how you want to behave. You know what I mean? And like, that's kind of the through line through all these things we're going to talk about. Um, and like, you know, you say you like fans. I liked the quiet game. And maybe we should <laughs> go back to that because it's just like, if you can't like, and I understand, like I, I was reading more about this and a lot of people at the game were like, we, there was a standing ovation. People were cheering for Russ as he went out with an injury. Like that's the thing too. The yeah. dude didn't get ejected. Not that this would like, I wouldn't condone that behavior either if he were ejected or if any player were ejected. But the fact is like he was hurt and he was being taken off. And it's like mm. also just so cowardly. Like if you're oh, going to yeah. throw popcorn and don't throw popcorn, but if you're going to throw popcorn, <laughs> like stand up and do it. This person, it looked like they just like dumped it through a gap, like yeah. in the overhead uh, tunnel, which is like, you're a loser and a coward. So I don't know. I hope they, I was going to say, I hope they are captured. I mean, I hope they are identified. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're banned from games. And I hope the Sixers put out a statement and are just like, you're a loser. And like, you, this is, you don't represent, you don't represent our fan base. I don't know. I feel like also Philly fans get a lot of heat. And I think like there's, there's like being passionate and kind mm -hmm. of sometimes a little bit of a loose cannon, but like, then there's this sort of behavior, you know what I mean? And I don't think you can group like Philly fans in with like this kind of shit. Yeah, it's like it's not like a Philly fan thing. It's a dipshit asshole fan thing, and it's like lowest common denominator stuff. And these kind of people exist in every fan base. Um, to your point, Katie, your wish has been granted by the Philadelphia 76ers just recently. Statement from the Sixers after loser, an investigation. Uh, let me read it here. I don't know. After an investigation <laughs> into the incident that occurred at last night's game, we've determined that the person involved will have his season ticket membership revoked effectively, effective immediately. In addition, he'll be banned from all events at Wells Fargo Center indefinitely. We apologize to Russell Westbrook and, Wizard, and the Wizards for being subjected to this type of unacceptable and disrespectful behavior. There is no place for it in our sport or arena. So no mention of the dude being a loser. Um, Unfortunately. So yeah, yeah, really should have thrown that in there, Philly. Come on, don't be cowards. Um, yeah, uh, don't throw stuff at the players. Russ, like you said, has gone through this before, uh, I believe just before the pandemic or maybe um, a year, the year before the pandemic. Who knows at this point? But there was the whole issue in Utah with uh, fans who were throwing slurs at him. Fucking sucks. And the emboldened nature of fans is something that needs to be 
addressed in some way. I don't know how you do it. I really don't. And maybe it is a few bad apples ruining it for everybody else. But uh, it's just ridiculous. And it dovetails into what's going on with the Knicks as well. And look, I there's sort of a weird sort of feeling I have about this Trey Young stuff with the Knicks. Um, you know, one element obviously doesn't ha- have any place and we'll get to it, but there's some other parts of it that I think are kind of fun. Either way, um, the Knicks spitter, as you've written here in the headlines, saw this last night as well. Um, a fan with Trey Young standing pretty close to the uh, sideline, a fan spit towards him. Fucking gross. Uh, what are you doing there, uh, little child? Yeah, two bros, two rich bros uh, in the second row spit over the head of, looks like Julianne Moore. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, like it does. And I think one, deplorable, insane behavior in general in normal times, absolutely criminal behavior when you've got a pandemic still going on. one of the guys just had his mask. I don't know which two like of the douches it was, but like one of them had his mask like around his chin, which is like, okay, why even wear it at that point? Um, yeah, dude, like this was just, I, I don't know. I don't know again what's happening to them. There's a lot of fans to keep up with doing terrible things last night. So I don't know how they've all been punished or if they've been found captured mm-hmm. as i said before um but these two should be <laughs> captured and i guess set loose back in the wilds of like i don't know the hamptons from whence they came <laughs> yeah i i do like the idea of there being like a fan capturing task force in each arena and then they put them in like a large I bear trap it. with like a bear cage I in the basement it. and like are subject so to it. torment by the mascot or something like that um yeah, uh, I wonder if just, like, people forget how to fucking interact. Like, is this a thing we're going to see a lot as more fans get into buildings? I hope not, but I'm starting to get the sense that maybe people have, like, so much pent-up energy that they're just, like, releasing it in the most deplorable ways possible. I have no idea. But the normal way to forget how to react and be social is to be extremely awkward. It's not yeah, to be so true. aggro. <laughs> Like this, like this, I mean, this is just straight up entitlement, you know, and I think like a lot like that kind of behavior, that's just latent in the kind of shitty person that you already were. Um, I don't think a pandemic really makes a difference because my guess is these two dudes probably didn't give a shit about the pandemic in the first place. Yeah, that's uh, probably a fair guess as well. Um, the other sort of element of this has been that Trey Young has been very much, I think, leaning into the heel, uh, role during this series against the Knicks. Of course, he hits the game winner, shushes the crowd in game one. And like, there's a long and storied history of players being villains inside MSG and shutting Knicks fans up and making them sad, going back to like Reggie Miller and all that. Um, and so like part of that, it's like, that's cool. I like this sort of tete-a-tete between the fans and the player if the players like party to it obviously he's not in it for the spitting bullshit but there have been some chants katie coming from the stands of msg the first couple games and i I guess the last game there i still can't really believe this is true there was like a pamphlet on every seat in the arena like typed up as though it were like a, as you put here, a lost cat po- uh, poster. Uh, the saying, loser lost cat poster. Yeah, yeah. Like tonight's 
tonight's chant is Trey is balding. Please yell Trey is balding. And I believe there's something, perhaps some notes about male pattern baldness in the fine print. I'm not sure. But just uh, like very Bush League. It feels like maybe James Dolan typed this up on his own computer and then printed off, a, you know, ten thousand copies of it to put on the seats. He probably printed it really one does have and then energy. photocopied the rest, <laughs> as not to waste ink. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Like, obviously, I, like the tray is balding chant, super lame. Like, it's right up there with "Daddy's always happy" and like all the other like Bill Simmons created chance for Celtics games. It's right in that sort of milieu and the whole, like putting the pamphlet out there when you could just like tweet at your fans, Hey, say this or chant this and have some fun with it. Like it, it all is very Bush league. Like if the chants were better and less mean, like I could get on board with like the heckling because Trey is very clearly kind of feeding off of it. And it's almost like working against the Knicks in a way. Um, but like, I don't know, speak to the lameness of the Trey is balding chant. Um, one, don't order me to speak Two, um, <laughs> two, no, I don't think like one, like is a rhythmic chant is not good. Uh, and two, don't attack people's looks, you know, like, come on. It, it's like, here's the thing. Um, Trey has a, a hilarious haircut and I think it's funny and I tweeted so much after he hit the game winner that I won't be able to take him seriously until he gets a haircut that's very different from uh, like bald like uncontrollable balding I don't know I, I never even thought he struck me as a guy who was balding he just struck me as a guy who doesn't really think about what his hair looks like and I think it's fine to have like funny comments about it but it's just I guess it's the nicks of it all and also just the 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 so I'm gonna read the full poster. I found it finally. Tonight's chant is Trey is balding exclamation point in fine print underneath. At only 22 years old, Trey hairs Trey's hair is thinning at an alarmingly fast pace, and he has a bald spot forming on the crown of his head. This would be a much more effective chant to take advantage of the home crowd to throw Trey off his game. Um, that's lame. That's just b- fucking lame. <laughs> it's like ultimate herb shit. Um, speaking of what's coming up later in the show, uh, it's, it's kind of akin to like when like Bucks fans were chanting like USA to the Raptors when they were playing. Mm -hmm. What is this? Who's this for? (laughs) What are we doing? Like get some creativity perhaps. I don't know. Um, very, very lame. I hope they come up with something better. I hope they come up with like a more professional looking pamphlet than something that looks like just a random fan placed on all the seats before the games after arriving early. Um, you know, again, I'm all for the MSG versus star player uh, rivalry thing because it's great and it's what documentaries are made of. But be a cool party to that uh, like tete a tete Knicks fans instead of being uh, incredibly lame is what I would say. Do you mm-hmm. have any more thoughts on this whole situation, Katie? No, but no. I just don't think anyone should have fans right now. But <laughs> I guess I'm just an arc. <laughs> it really, uh, <laughs> we don't deserve any good things, uh, as it turns out. Um, and yeah, I really hope it's not like a whole 
let's let out all of our fucking pent up energy thing because we could be in for some more of this crap over the few uh, next coming few weeks and months. So hopefully not. Um, Katie, more stuff, of course, going on in the NBA in particular. Playoff series uh, and basketball and non-fan related bullshit is going on in the league right now. Uh, some pretty exciting and fun series so far. What have been some of your favorites to tune into? Uh, Lakers Suns. That's yep. my favorite. It's really good, Katie. Uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's good if Chris Paul can kind of get back to something resembling health. Um, it was kind of a mm-hmm. bummer in game two when like the Suns were making the comeback. It looked like, hey, they might actually pull this thing off. And then Chris Paul doesn't play like the last six minutes of the game just because, you know, Monty Williams was managing his minutes, I think probably wisely. You've already stolen one game. Maybe um, you kind of play the odds here and hope he's ready for game three. But uh, yeah, real really sucks to see Chris Paul fighting through another playoff injury on like a free collision. And I hope that we don't see a repeat of game two where it looks like the Suns might have it, but they don't have the juice because their star point guard is not available. And Chris Paul does not deserve this shit. He's gone through so many playoff injuries, so much heartbreak, and it would mm-hmm. be a huge bummer if this is what causes this wonderful Suns team season to end. It's wild that like Kevin Durant could fall like a literal ragdoll and look like his arm <laughs> fell off and like his body was broken. And he just kind of gets up and dusts himself off. And then, yeah, like... Nothing, Chris Paul didn't really, it was just like such a weird collision. He just kind of got tweaked backward. He just kind of got spun around, you know? Um, And a part of me is like, ooh, did he dislocate his shoulder? Like, is this more than they're kind of letting on, you know? Um, That part really sucks. I don't think, like, Chris Paul's had such bum luck uh, in the playoffs, like, throughout his whole career. Um, But I think they can rally. I'm I'm rooting for the Suns. I'm rooting really hard for the Suns too. They're a really cool team. Watching Devin Booker do what he's doing has been a blast. And DeAndre Ayton, like I think he was kind of viewed as like, oh, maybe he's not quite ready for this. Uh, you know, when you're talking about like the Suns' odds of making a big run, and he's been uh, the best center in the series in a series that includes 14 LA Lakers centers uh, and him. It's been. Awesome to see him go to work. He's been throwing down lobs. He's been killing the offensive glass, defending his ass off. My thing with the Suns is they feel like just kind of like a perfectly built basketball team. Like everything kind of makes sense and fits beautifully. And they seem to have a lot of joy with how they play. They have like the mix of green sort of unseasoned, like we don't even know what we're in, but this is awesome sort of energy with like Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson and Devin Booker. And then you have that more sort of seasoned vet energy with Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. It's just a wonderful little concoction. The Suns have been, you know, one of my two favorite teams to watch all season along with the Nuggets. And I hope they pull it out, especially because the Lakers continue to underestimate that Marc Gasol is in fact very good. Thankfully, they played him in game two. It continues to be insane that they start Andre Drummond over him. I know you love Drummond, but I know you love Gasol more. Uh, Like the path to winning this series is very clearly uh, just play the cool guy who throws big passes and is uh, amazing on defense, right? I mean, with Gasol, it's just like there's so much shit that he's going to do for you that's not going to show up, you know, uh, on the box score or whatever. And I think he also has such a knack for, I mean, he like... Aiden's so physical and Gasol just can like tie guys like that up. Like he's done it with Jokic. Like he did it with Aiden. 
Um, and just like getting in people's way because when Gasol like posts, like even if he's like screening a guy or like posting somebody up, he's kind of just like, they're just like a fly on fly paper. Like it's not like they can weave (laughs) around him. They just kind of give up and you can see it when their shoulders sort of slump and they turn around and realize he's right behind them. And they're just like, Oh (laughs) damn, like that's it. You know, I'm out of this play. And quite often that's what it is. And he'll just like attract everyone to him, like a planetary force. thus like leaving the lanes open for LeBron or like AD, especially, you know, like he just gives them so much space and like, yeah, I like Drummond, but I also think Vogel has been trying to force a fit that, doesn't make sense and it's not quite time for that to happen like it's weird to to like support Drummond and want the next phase of his like career and his game to begin but also to be like stop trying to make Andre Drummond happen (laughs) this season you know like in the way that the narrative has kind of been played out I guess just because when you have size like the Lakers I guess you just want more size (laughs) you know but um it's like Mark's not really gonna if the worry is Mark's going to slow you down, I think in a series like the Suns, who are very fast, it's good. <laughs> like you want that person to be able to slow things down necessarily. I know he didn't play so great, uh, like on the at the end there, but like you know, you also that's your own dumb fault if you're putting Mark in and it's like he's it's not on him to make like a clutch shot or a clutch pass in pressure. <laughs> like Mark is like a casual stroll, you know, like he needs all the time in the world to do the things that he does and just like, just give it to him. Um, but I wanted to say that you'd also missed campaign when you were naming oh, off guys yeah. on the Suns. Yeah. Campaign who, I'm still to this day so mad that he never made it past that Raptors training camp. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, he has improved uh, extremely since he was on the Raptors camp roster for sure. Uh, it's a wonderful success story for him. Glad to see he's carved out a role. Um, he's been a delight to watch. He has like this uh, very strange dribbling style that I love where it seems like his arms are roughly 20 feet away from his body when he's dribbling. Like, uh, does this make any sense? He's just very sprawling in how he handles the ball. And I find it to be. Have you uh, seen him shoot? Like stills pleasing. of him shooting. He just yeah. looks like a literal artist. Like he looks, yeah. you know, like he just got very <laughs> long Long fingers, long hands, long arms, always putting them in very bizarre contorted positions. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, Yeah, campaign's great. The Suns are awesome. We love them and uh, hope they pull this one out against the dastardly Lakers. Speaking of dastardly teams, Katie, the Clippers and Mavericks are currently playing in probably the most contemptible of all the series. I don't really want either team to win because it means that one of Steve Ballmer or Mark Cuban is happy, which is not good. But on the other side, there's a guarantee that one of Steve Ballmer or Mark Cuban is going to be very, very distraught after this series, which is a kind of nice thing. Uh, the Clippers are down 2 nothing. Paul George said there, there's no concern whatsoever in the most Paul George answer you could possibly give after falling down 2-0. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Clippers-Mavericks series, which is uh, full of all kinds of juice? Literally have not watched a single game and I'm not paying attention. If there's one series that I think, I think I said this last week that I'm most just like purely apathetic about, it's this series. I don't mm-hmm. care either way. Fair Who enough. Who wins? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I f- often forget the games are on. I'm not, I am find out days later what the results were. Um, 
that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean the the fact that 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 game was happening the exact time as Lakers Suns a couple nights ago uh, didn't I think bode well for people watching. Yeah, the whoever Clippers did the scheduling also yeah. forgot. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean Luca's amazing. Uh, it's hard not to like Luca. It's really easy to not like everyone else associated with the Dallas Mavericks and. Um, the Clippers, I'm finding just rooting. I think I'm rooting for them to lose just because of the chaos and the the discourse that will come out of it. It'll be very juicy and fun. And I'm sure we'll get to do another whole segment where I believe we did this right, where we came up with Paul George related responses to various questions after bad things happen. Um, we might get to bring back that old favorite segment we were trying out that week. So um, I think I'm rooting for Dallas, but then I want Dallas to lose handily to whoever they play next because uh sick of them frankly uh if they do move on they'll be playing the winner of the jazz Grizzlies series which i gotta say katie i didn't think i was gonna care about this series but john morant alone is enough to make me care about this series <laughs> a lot because john morant is i think unquestionably the coolest basketball player alive and he's destroying the utah jazz they're tied at one right now they lost last night but Jaw had 47, 4, and 7 on 15 of 26 shooting. He is the second all-time leading scorer through the first two playoff games of one, one's career behind George Mikan. When you're behind George Mikan, something good is happening for you. Uh, John Morant's awesome. He I don't know if I've ever seen a player like him before. His shiftiness, his just like, you know what, fuck it, I'll try it like sort of attitude he's a delight katie and i'm really really rooting for the grizzlies to pull this thing out i don't think they will the jazz seem like they're too good and they got donovan mitchell back but my god john morant is uh enough to be interested in that series and, and i don't need anything else from it i just need to watch john morant's possessions he's so cool they might win there's a lot to be said for like for this kind of energy and i think we talked about it last time too of like when a team doesn't know that they're yeah. outmatched, you know, like yeah. when a team doesn't really know or care. Um, I think like sometimes it's just, I wouldn't say it's more mentality than gameplay, obviously, but it's a huge factor. Um, I think especially in a matchup like this. So I don't know, don't count them out, but yeah, like Ja, I mean that whole Grizzlies team, it's just like, it's impossible not to love them. You know, yeah. they're all just like kind of weird and fun and they love each other. Um, you know, like they got JV, he's, he's doing so good. He's so happy. He's playing so well. Dylan Brooks is a freaking menace, uh, yep. in the best kind of way too. My God, like monster defensive player is scoring out of his mind as well. Um, I think that's been my favorite part of the playoffs so far. Katie is first time playoff, uh, appearance, uh, appearers, whatever, people in their first playoff runs really kind of showing up and it's like a lot of new blood it's like a lot of fresh sort of storylines and like it, a vampire <laughs> um but it does feel like it is a bit of a sort of passing of the torch from a previous generation to a new one and obviously like the previous generation guys are still going to be the ones that probably decide the title but you're getting to see like what the playoffs are going to look like for the next decade. And I think that rocks it, like the, the Grizzlies, the Suns, um, you know, all sorts of the, the, the Hawks and the Knicks, like all these teams that are kind of new to the party and all of these guys are playing their asses off and really kind of showing out in a way you don't often see from first time playoff performers. It's been, I think to me, the best storyline so far, um, other than just watching just the Lakers and Suns play. That the Grizzlies are 
um, finally cool because they never would have been cool if they'd stayed in Vancouver. So no, it took a couple right. years. <laughs> it took a relocation, um, but it was all worthwhile. I have to it say, took a pair of Gasols to wash off the yeah, stink of Vancouver. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the series that's like been the biggest bummer to me is the Heat and the Bucks, yeah. just because like I don't know what's going on with the Heat. Then again, teams teams have been down to before and have come back to win it all. So. Especially against the Bucks, that's their specialty is exactly. going up 2-0 then losing four. So <laughs> exactly. So we'll see what happens, but that's just like it has not started uh, in the way I wanted it to at all. Yeah, there's something a little boring about the Bucks just taking care of business. I got to say, um, you know, credit to them, and I, I think I expected them to win this series. I think they're better. Like Drew Holiday is so substantially better than Eric Bledsoe that I think that's enough, honestly. Um, and the Heat are relying heavily on Kendrick Nunn right now, which is something you never want to be doing. So I'm kind of glad that the Bucks are kind of doing what they're doing in a way, but also uh, kind of yearning for the, the the discourse when they when they screw up. And that'll come at some point, I'm sure. But I don't think this will be the series where it's gonna un- you know undo them or anything like that just yet. They will probably fall to the Nets in the next round, who look very good, and the Celtics are. Uh, Kind of sad right now. Um, do you have any other stray playoff thoughts before we move on to our next item, Katie? Not really. I mean, it's set up right now to be a pretty long playoffs, but yeah, I guess it always looks like this at the beginning. Yeah, I mean, I hope we get some like comebacks in the series that are 2-0. It'd be nice if we could get like a few Game 7s. Game 7s are always fun, but uh, it's been a good start. Gotta say, I'm quite enjoying the basketball goings on Uh, last bit in the first headline segment here, Katie NBA awards. A couple of them have been handed out this week, including the uh, six man of the year going to Jordan Clarkson as presented by Joe Ingles wearing a Jordan Clarkson shirt. Uh, And then Julius Randall is named most improved player, very expected, very deserving and is delivered the trophy by his son, Kaiden in a very adorable video. Um, You again mentioned in this that the only award worth mentioning is Julius Randall receiving his award from his son what were your thoughts on uh julius randall's uh, presentation of his most improved trophy why is the award so small that's what i wanted to know the trophy yeah. itself is tiny first i was like oh is it just because of julius randall holding it but even when <laughs> his son's holding it you know and he's just a baby it's still pretty small um that said julius randall is so happy and so excited when he sees his son kind of walk out on the court and like, I think that's what he's more excited for, which is really cute. Um, it was very nice. Yeah. Um, very good. You're right. The award is too small. It's not nearly gilded enough. I don't like that. It's just like a glass plaque. Um, feels very high school graduation to me. It, it should be a nicer trophy, but, uh, well-deserved for Julius Randall and, uh, uh, give me more adorable presentations of, uh, award winners. Like, Give me uh, Jokic getting wrestled to the ground by his brothers and then handed the trophy or something. I don't know. Have some fun with it. Either way, that feels like a good place to leave the first headline segment. We got much more coming up in just the in the second half. Uh, some more unfortunate things and mo- mostly unfortunate things. Plus, Paul Pierce making his nut. So we'll get to that in just one second. <laughs>
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Katie, we got more headlines. There's just so much to talk about this week. The playoffs are unrelenting. And... So is the vaccine, uh, the, the pandemic. It continues on, Katie, of course, despite the NBA's best attempts to make us think it's not still going on. It very much is. And LeBron James is reminding us that because he's being really fucking weird about the pandemic, Katie. Um, he has yet to like answer any questions when he's asked about if he's been vaccinated, which I guess you're not really under any obligation to reveal quote unquote medical information to anybody, but also it feels like if you're LeBron James and you uh, say, hey, I got the vaccine and it's good, that might actually be a public good. But he has refused to acknowledge whether he's gotten it or not. Um, he was fined for going to an event uh, that was not sanctioned under the COVID protocols, did not get suspended because there were no close contacts. And I guess the number of people vaccinated was high enough or whatever, but still was a breach. People were upset he didn't get suspended. Maybe some preferential LeBron treatment. Um, actually, he might not have even gotten fined or it might have been a small fine. I know Chris Tapps Porzingis also got a $50,000 fine in response. And people thought, oh, there's uh, him getting punished uh, for, for LeBron's wrongdoing. But also... I'm sure Chris Stapps probably deserved it as well. Um, either way, LeBron's being weird about the pandemic. What's going on here, Katie? Does it bother you that he's being so like coy about whether he's been vaccinated or not? Does it bother you that he's seemingly not taking these COVID protocols very seriously? It seems not so great from the face of the sport. Yeah, I have to say, at first I was sort of like, yeah, it can be private. Like, that's fine if you don't want to disclose. But the more this has kind of gone on, and we've had these different opportunities for him to say something. Um, it's felt a lot weirder uh, and stranger and more like 
intentionally withholding. I also think like LeBron, it's not as like LeBron just is the face of the league also, you know, and I think he really relishes that role. I think one, he relishes it because he's worked really hard to get there. Uh, and two, I think like, you know, he likes the attention. He's like a showman, right? Like he's in Space Jam. He's like a corny actor who embraces it. Like that's kind of what makes LeBron who he is and also so great. So I also think like with that responsibility, and he is a player that has also been frank about like the responsibility that he feels he has in that position. But this is one time where he's kind of shirking that. Um, and that feels quite a bit strange. Uh, and I guess the the last thing I'll say in terms of disclosure, what is essentially like private health information is I'm kind of on the fence about this because I think in a pandemic, your optimal behavior should be for the greater good, like for the collective, yeah. right? It's like people yeah. that look back on the last year and a half and are like, this was such a shitty year for me. And no doubt it was. It was a shitty year for everybody, some <laughs> much worse than others. But I think like people that feel put out, you know, or were like, I can't travel or I had like such and such a thing canceled or, you know, like it, it really was um, inconvenience. Like it inconvenienced me. <laughs> Overlooking at it on a broader perspective and being able to say like, this was like really terrible time for everybody. Uh, I think like are two kind of definers of like where you are going to ultimately end up once this is all over. Uh, and there's only one really good side to be on. You don't want to be on the side that was feels you were inconvenienced. You want to be on the other side. So I think in terms of like disclosing information, it kind of for me falls along those lines now um, where the rule seems to be not the rule, but like the generally accepted and like better behavior, I think is disclosing it because it, you know, as you've pointed out in other conversations we've had, I think it helps to destigmatize vaccination, especially in the States where there's been mm -hmm. such a slow in the rates of vaccinations, especially second shots. Um, there's a lot of disinformation going around uh, and still going around. There's a lot of cases still going around. So I think it's just like, again, it can't, you can't like live in a post COVID world when COVID's still, you know, killing like what, 600 people a day in the States? I think or it was 900 like, people died yesterday in the States. Okay. So, yeah. Like, so yeah. I just, I don't know. I hope it's not too trite to say like I expect more from LeBron James, but I do. Yeah. I, look, to me, this is very much like the Michael Jordan. Republicans buy shoes too. Like this is him basically saying anti-vaxxers buy shoes too. <laughs> like at least that's how it comes off to me where he doesn't want to piss people off by saying he's been vaccinated as though it's some sort of bad thing to have been vaccinated. And it kind of lends credibility to like the both sides thing that's gone on with vaccines where like equal weight has been given to the pro and anti-vaccine conversation, which is fucking dumb. Like there's no need to both sides this one. Yes, sometimes there are side effects. That is a minuscule part uh, in comparison to the overwhelming good that vaccines provide. And for LeBron to not, uh, and maybe he's not trying to say anti-vaxxers wear sh buy shoes too, but uh, to me, that's how I read it. it. It's like him trying to not piss people off. And that's bad. I, I think you're not off. And I think it is totally fair to expect more from the face of the NBA, who is constantly using his platform for good in lots of ways, 
this could be one that he uses it for as well, and he's refusing to. And it's just weird. Like, he's just... I don't think LeBron is like an anti-pandemic truther, like weird guy. Like, I think he's just trying to protect himself from any scorn from that he might receive from having take the vaccine. And I think that's uh, selfish, frankly. I, I don't I think he we deserve better probably from the guy who is the face of the league. And maybe that's unfair. Maybe that puts an unfair onus on him. But in this instance where. Like you said, the vaccination rates are slowing in the states and, you know, the, there's are they even going to reach herd immunity and all that stuff? It feels like if the most famous person alive said, yo, the vaccine's good, you should take it, uh, you know, might help a little bit in terms of messaging and getting the public on board. But that's just my thought on that. Um, we can continue on here. A couple more things to get to. Uh, our boy Stan Van Gundy, Katie. There was a report this week that the Pelicans are not vibing with Stan Van Gundy. This is clearly a problem with the Pelicans and not Stan Van Gundy, obviously, right? I didn't see this. Oh. Um, You'll have to fill me in. Yeah, let me find the report. Uh, It's just one of those, you know, sourced, like, uh, you know, who knows where it's coming from, which agent is leaking this out there. In New Orleans, the players... Oh, this is Sam Amick on radio in New Orleans. In New Orleans, the players are not vibing with the coach. There's issues there. Um Look, Stan Van Gundy's a uh, an in-your-face kind of guy. He, I, I, I'm sure there there have been sort of things where coaches have he's got along with players in the past. I guess Dwight Howard being chief among them, but seems weird that after one year, this stuff is already kind of leaking out. Um, do you have any read on this situation, Katie? I feel like things are pretty toxic in New Orleans. No, like you've heard it from players who've since left. You know, like mm-hmm. you there seems to be strain. Um, this has happened before. This feels a little bit repetitive just in terms of coaching situations. So sure. if something was leaked, I believe it. But I wonder who would do that. Also, yeah, it's just yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. My stance on like coaches, clearly the, the league stance on coaches is like dime a dozen, but it's just the same dozen. So <laughs> I don't know why it even matters when you fire coaches anymore. Um, but it's kind of like you can't – one. Yeah, Sam Van Gundy, we all know where I stand on him, obviously. But one year to coach this team and to also then be back coaching after like the the stretch that he had not coaching, you know, like it's going to take a little bit more time than that, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I would be surprised if they fired Stan Van Gundy after one year. That seems like I know the Pelicans were kind of a disappointment this year, but that seems a little bit rash. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I guess also, if what Van can Gundy... You do? Like, he's just asking them to play defense, and they're not very yeah. good at it. So that's going <laughs> to suck. Like, it sucks to do something you're not good at. The whole point is you've got to practice, and then you could get better at it, and then you'll get less mad. Yeah, it's, um, it's a weird one. I, I think, you know, at least if it does come to the conclusion that Van Gundy is let go, We'll probably get him back in our lives more regularly as a media guy, which I guess would be a nice sort of, sort of consolation prize. Obviously, no, I want not him for to him, keep I'm coaching. sure. But yeah, I want him to coach too. That's what he wants to do. <laughs> like mm. he's he's good at it. He's had success. It seems weird that one disappointing season in a fake season that doesn't really hold any water would cause this sort of discord. I mean, it's not like Pacers level. It doesn't seem like there's an active mutiny happening or anything like that, but um, certainly something to keep an eye on with our boy Stan. Again, our a basketball, a B winner for friend of the year last year. Hope all is, hope things are, are all good for him. We, we, we love Stan. Um, 
someone we don't love, apparently, is someone I didn't really uh, had ever thought about before until this week, uh, is Kurt Miller, the head coach of the Connecticut Sun, who was <laughs> fined and suspended for a game after body shaming Liz Cambage during a game while complaining to a ref about missed calls, claiming that Cambage was 300 pounds. Um, <laughs> let's play Cambage's response to Kurt Miller here. Producer Dylan, please fire it up through Katie's giggles. Something went down. Uh, in today's game, and I need to speak on it because if there's one thing about me is that I will never let a man disrespect me. Ever! Ever, ever, especially a little white one. So to the coach of Connecticut, I'm sorry, little sir man, I do not know your name. Um, but the next time you try to call out a referee, um, you know, trying to get a call being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm gonna need you to get right, baby. Because I'm 6'8". I'm weighing... I just double-checked because I love to be correct and get facts. I'm weighing 235 pounds, and I'm I'm very proud of being a big bitch. Body, Big Ben's baby. Um, so don't ever try to disrespect me or another woman in the league. I don't know if that's how, like, coaches run. Like, you just disrespect... You try to disrespect women like that from the sideline. And you're so lucky. It was during a game. That whole part, you were so lucky that I was at my doing my job. Outstanding stuff from Liz Cambage, who I believe two weeks ago on the podcast, Katie, you said you wanted Liz Cambage to throw you off a bridge. Uh, what, are yeah. your, what are your Run thoughts me here? Over. Uh, Run me over with a car. <laughs> throw me off a bridge. Um, smack me in the head with a brick. Whatever you want to do, Liz. Uh, dude, I just... I don't know. It sucks. I have got. I feel like I need to like hurt a man. <laughs> but yeah. I do. Uh, it's fucked up. How can you be? How can you be a coach? Yeah. In that, you know, like how can you be a coach in that league and and like say shit like that? I mean, I know how you can, um, but come on, dude. Like, also just like good on Liz. It shouldn't be up to her to do that. Like, that's just such yeah. a messed up. Like, I just it it it's so baffling, really. Like, it's just absolutely baffling. It's it's like incredibly disrespectful. Clearly, extremely inaccurate. I like that she was like, I just weighed myself because I like to be right. Um, <laughs> that's something I would do too, Liz. So yeah, like get it together, dude. I hope maybe you'll get fired, but probably not. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice if, like, the players on his own team kind of uh, mutinied him <laughs> as a I result of this. I feel bad for them, like, though, because that's, like, I don't know, like, usually people when people like that, like, say shit like that, it is kind of tip of the iceberg situation, right? So, I don't know. How's this person coach behind closed doors? Yeah, there's no way that's a thing he just comes to, uh, like, like, first thing that pops into his head that he's never thought about before. It's, uh... It also feels um, a little bit reductive in a way, too, because I think it's the kind of thing where you wouldn't ever say that in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you wouldn't ever use be using size as like a detractor. Absolutely. Um, like, I don't know, like Dwight Howard. You wouldn't be like, he's 300 pounds. Because <laughs> he'd be yeah. like, Yeah. So yeah, that's what? the point. That's why he's good. Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, yeah. It, like, and I, I just think like that is getting buried a little bit. Obviously, in the fact that, like, yeah, he's shaming her. There's like that in the comment, too. But it's disparaging in a much different way. And like, a, like, I'll say coded, but it's like 
pretty easy to crack that code. Yeah, it's a wild double standard, right? Like to even like go further on the point, Shaquille O'Neal, like that dude was like 350 pounds and no that was always like a virtue. That was a positive thing. That was like, look how big this guy is. Like he's that's like it's the same and you're just taking away from their skill too exactly like the skill that like these women like i don't know they can't they can't cope with larger players like that's what you're saying you're doing a disservice then to your own players exactly yeah um real big baby shit from a guy who just looking up kurt miller real has big baby energy like (laughs) um little sir man is is really i think a good i might just refer to him as little sir man for the rest of time thank you liz cambage for that um hopefully we see uh cambage. he looks like a <laughs> fucked up rick moranis yeah yeah all these like winners looking cactus polos yeah he's uh get out of here yeah it's brutal it's brutal Little Sir Man. Just the incredulous looks on his face. It looks like he's constantly disparaging women in his like complaints to refs in some way. It's just kind of the vibe mm-hmm. he gives off. Um, anyway, Liz Cambage uh, as the Connecticut Sun coach. Why not? Just take the job away. Um, in addition to continuing to play for our Vegas Aces, of course. Who? Uh, where are they at in the standings right now? You got to pull up the standings. I know Sabrina Ionescu is still destroying everybody. Um but uh, the aces three and two good stuff our aces are doing well and we will continue to keep tabs on our vegas aces as they run through the season last note here katie before we get to our segment we're trying out this week is uh paul pierce is getting into crypto and apparently is just uh lapping espn when it comes to the amount of money he's earning from that relationship uh i sent you this yesterday the tweet at ESPN, I don't need you. I got at Ethereum underscore max. I made more money with this crypto in the past month than I did with y'all in a year. Truth shall set you free. Uh, sideways tongue out emoji, sideways tongue out emoji. My own boss. Katie, what are your thoughts on entrepreneur <laughs> and Hall of Famer Paul Pierce making his way in the crypto game? I love it. I just hope he gets uh, he's taking some money out. You know, I hope he's like uh, moving it around a little bit. <laughs> crypto is pretty volatile you know like don't i don't want him yeah. to make it and then lose it all so just shift it around paul i just hope he can buy some new chairs for his uh barren house uh <laughs> still pretty haunted by the 20 office chairs in the stripper video from his instagram live please use the money for for comfort but i have this feeling um paul pierce never sits down you know i think he's like post chair <laughs> I just feel like he's always too, he's either like standing in his pool. Um, yeah, he's just always like stand lounging. He's trading he's crypto at his standing desk. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, I just need an NFT of him uh, shitting his pants and coming back into a basketball game. That's really all I want. That's the only NFT I think I'd pay for, actually. Um, <laughs> anyway, congrats to Paul Pierce on his uh, his his many riches. Please uh, don't get grifted out of all your money. We're going to move on to the segment we're trying out this week where uh, just a stupid little brain where my head has inspired a segment. We're going to get to that in just one second and close out the show in just one sec. Old man win. 
winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Katie, we've reached the segment we're trying out this week. And uh, the segment is just called Herbs? Question mark? Uh, <laughs> let me tell you about the, the impetus for this dumb segment I've concocted. A couple nights ago, I was chopping some cilantro. I can't remember what I was putting it on. It might have been some avocado toast. might have been a burrito bowl I made. Something like that. I don't know. But I was chopping cilantro, which in my estimation is the best herb. I love cilantro. And I suppose before we start, Katie, are you a cilantro person? Hell no. Oh, uh-huh. are you one of these people who uh, tastes like soap in their mouth? I don't know because I don't – it just tastes bad. So I don't eat it often and I've never been like, oh, is this soap? Let me try it again. You know, it's just I don't <laughs> like the flavor of it. Interesting. So I think it's my favorite. Of course, this is a scientific thing. This is a thing where like half the population likes it, half of the population it just does not jive with and that's fine. Okay, but what um, does it taste like to you? To me, it just tastes like freshness. It tastes like uh, freshness with a twist almost like a, a – I can't really, it tastes like cilantro to me. I can't really put a finger on it. I just, I I like the way it tastes. I mean, is it like peppery? Is it like a green flavor? Is it like a Um, bright flavor? I think it's a bright flavor. It it just like adds some, you know, you might have like a heavier sort of, you might have like a, like a curry of some kind. It's, uh, you know, maybe it's potentially like a hot curry or something like that. And you throw some cilantro in there, just kind of bounces things out, adds a bit of freshness and brightness. I think brightness is definitely the descriptor for cilantro here. The, the taste is very distinctive. Like I, it doesn't taste like anything else. I just, I like the way it sort of livens up a dish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason I, I was like thinking about cilantro and I was cutting up, I was like, man, this stuff is just so good. I'm like eating leaves just, just as I go, cause it's delicious. And I was thinking, you know, there's some people who don't like this. This is wild. It's very polarizing. And it made me realize that I think Russell Westbrook is uh, like, 
in the herb world, like the cilantro is the Russell Westbrook of herbs, is what I'm saying. Very polarizing. If you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. And there's just nothing you can do to really change your mind on that. Uh, so I don't know if you think that comparison works, but the idea, Katie, here is uh, I'm going to run through some herbs, some commonly used kitchen herbs. Uh, maybe you grow them in a garden. It's gardening season. We could use that as a tie-in as well. Marcus Saul is playing basketball again. He likes to garden. There we go. It's not a nonsensical segment whatsoever. Um, so we're going to run through and assign herbs to different NBA players and, and sort of match the flavor profile with the style of play. Um, Katie, what is your favorite herb? <laughs> Good question. I guess like I'm a seasonal herb Okay, user. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I do like mint quite a bit in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Probably just for like all around, all around herb, probably rosemary. Interesting. Um, rosemary is the first one on the list I have here for us to assign NBA comparisons. So would you like to dive into it from here? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So rosemary, of course, it's very fragrant. Uh, You know, sometimes you can get like the dried leaves and maybe they get a little bit stuck in your teeth, perhaps. But um, Mm -hmm. for the most part, you know, it's uh, it's great for, you know, seasonal cooking, like you said, wintry. You can make like a tea out of it if you really want to. There's lots of uses for rosemary. Uh, Which NBA player do you think is most embodying the spirit and flavor profile of rosemary? This is harder than you let on it. that it would Mm. be Um, see i have a very easy answer for this one (laughs) oh do you who is it lebron james no 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 it's it's paul george uh because really really good in like december and january like really kind of makes you believe (laughs) and then you get to the warmer weather months and it's like uh oh no this is not what i want at all right now not not cutting it whatsoever um paul george is the rosemary of the nba okay you have a a different are you just going to accept that and we'll go forward to the next one yeah yeah. All right, cool. Uh, we move on to thyme. A very versatile herb. Is it found in a lot of things? Of course, it's a staple in my favorite food, which is jerk chicken. Um, but of course, it's found in all sorts of different things. Uh, Katie, where does thyme come in for you in terms of NBA comparisons? This is also like a fall, um, what's it called? Fall herb, right? I think sure. so. Thyme. I think it's sage. a little bit more sort of can be used around the year. Just yeah. because of the jerk chicken and the Caribbean elements and all that, but um, you know what? I'm gonna go full uh, associative on this, and I think it's gonna be Robert Williams, so he can be both Time Lord <laughs> and Time Lord. <laughs> yep, I'm not beating that one. The Time Lord, it is, <laughs> uh, and that is on the short list of potential titles for today's podcast, along with "I'm Sorry, Little Sir Man." Uh, <laughs> I'm going to write that down and uh, we'll go on to the next one. <laughs> Katie, we've got parsley. Super versatile, can be used to brighten up basically any dish. Uh, I love parsley. I love just throwing it on whatever I've made to make it look healthier. Uh, <laughs> what does uh, parsley, uh, where were you slotting this one in? I was like the gross kid who would eat the garnish, like the parsley off of my family's plates, mm. you know, like if mm-hmm. I'd have mine. <laughs> And I would want theirs as well. Um, <laughs> that I don't think that really has anything to do with my choice. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's very versatile. Parsley, parsley. You know what? I'm going to pick Giannis because it is also okay. used uh, pretty heavily uh, in Greek food. 
that's a good call. I, I, I like that one for sure. I think for me, I'm going Chris Paul for Chris, for, for, for Parsley okay. because you can have like a pretty decent looking dish. You know, maybe you have some sort of like uh, like rice dish of some kind, you know, slow cooked rice dish. And it might be, it look all right, but it, it needs something to tie it all together. It needs something to give it direction. And to me, you know, the Phoenix Suns before Chris Paul were a glorious dish of paella kind of without garnish you know pretty good you like the individual parts of it but to tie it all together and really make it a contender you you throw chris paul in there and baby you're cooking so uh, that's where i'm going here but i think both uh, very strong answers um we go on to chives i think my favorite one to like pick you know you go out to the garden you, you chop off a little thing of chives you chop them up real nice and tiny and fine um you know you're gonna bake potato or something like that uh where are you going for chives here katie um, I'm going to go Kevin Durant just because they, they look the same. <laughs> Long and skinny. I like it quite a bit. Um, for me, you know, chives have a bite to them, right? Like they're the sort of the onion garlic family. They have that sort of like, Oh, that's going to punch you in the mouth a little bit. Um, to me, you know, they're never the star of the dish. They're always kind of added at the end. To me, chives are like the trade deadline acquisition that really kind of put the team over the top. And so I'm going to go uh, Aaron Gordon here. Um, you know, perhaps also very worried about dunk contests. I'm not sure. But uh, for me, like the Nuggets before Jamal Murray with the Aaron Gordon pickup looked to me like the championship favorites. Obviously, the injury derailed that. But um, still, I think that crucial deadline acquisition to just give you that extra little punch is really what chives are all about. So Aaron Gordon for me there. Um, we move on to mint Katie, one of your faves. What do you got for mint? Yeah, this is a toss up. Um, uh, I think between Jimmy Butler and Serge Ibaka, but it's mm-hmm. probably Jimmy. And why is that? Just is man. Just think about it. The outfits, <laughs> the freshness, Used a lot in um, rum-based drinks. I feel like drinks you get in Miami, you know? Like, would I have said it was mint when Jimmy played for Chicago? I don't, you know, like, I don't think it would have been. But I think where he's at now in his career, yeah, he's mint. That's a pretty good call, actually. I I was trying to think of, you know, which players are the most likely to make a mojito at home. Uh, And Jimmy Butler is pretty up there. I can't even now think of any other names. I got the Jimmy Butler uh, earworm, and it's just there now. So I think I will ride with that one. I can't really come up with a counter argument. Uh, we'll move to another one of my favorites, Katie. We're going with Dill. Are you a Dill fan? This is, I think, kind of also like a cilantro situation where it's pretty polarizing. It's okay. I just can't think of a – like I'm not going out of my way to get it and put mm, it in stuff, mm. you know? It's like a dip – I feel like it's a heavy dip usage. Uh, I think you got it in like pickling, you know, and sour stuff makes me sweat. So I don't eat it very often. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Hold on. So yeah. Sour stuff makes you sweat? We've talked about this before. I don't think we ever have. What? Yeah, we have. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like sour food, sour candy. Sour apples, if an orange or a grapefruit is bordering more sour than sweet, yeah, I get uh-huh. like, perspire. That's uh My brother has it too, so phenomenon. maybe it's a Heindel gene. 
Interesting. Um, I'm not well, like pouring sweat. It's not disgusting, but I definitely <laughs> like I heat up. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, fair enough. I get flushed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bizarre one, but uh, hey, everyone's got their weird little ticks. I sweat when I eat uh, spicy food, so you know. I guess that's a little bit more sort of standard, but still. Um, yeah. So, Dill, do you have a compare? I have one I think that that's, I feel pretty good about, but do you have one? Yeah, I think it's Jokic because I just feel like it's used in a lot of Serbian foods. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's why. Interesting. Um, I am going to go... See, dill I find is in a lot of comforting foods. Like I find, you know, when I make chicken noodle soup, I just throw like an entire bundle of dill in there when I'm making the broth and it just adds a a nice little punch to it. I think, you know, like you said, it's often in dips. It also ages quite well in the pickling process. And for all those reasons, I'm going Kyle Lowry. The most comforting player I've ever watched play basketball, a man who, when I turn my television on and he's doing Kyle Lowry things, I feel at home. I feel like I'm eating a bowl of chicken noodle soup made by Sean. And he also, again, ages like a fine wine or a uh, carefully preserved dill in a pickle jar. So I'm going Kyle Lowry is dill. I wish you picked, um, I wish you had cinnamon on this list because that would be Kyle Lowry for me. That's much more cinnamon a herb? No, it's a spice. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, yeah. Googling cinnamon herb yields nothing. So, damn. Maybe we'll have to do this again. We'll do spices. it for spices, yeah. Around, uh, around winter time, for sure. All right, Katie, we got... Uh, let's do this and one more after this one. But this one, this might have an obvious answer. It's sage. Uh, of course, often used uh, in concert with rosemary and thyme. Um, you know, a bit of a wintry herb. You know, maybe you're having a nice gnocchi and you want to make a brown butter sauce to go with it. That can also work there too. Kind of specific uses for sage. There's not a like you're not going to use it for a million different things the way you would a parsley or uh, a chives, for example. But still a quality herb, and it has uses away from cooking as well, as we've learned in the NBA this season. This feels like a pretty obvious one, Katie. But who in the NBA most embodies the spirit of sage? Yeah, it's Kyrie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not really any debate here. Uh, it's, he is the sagiest player there is. Um, are you excited for Kyrie to go back to Boston for the first time? Um, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because yeah, I want him to I win I feel there. like we're, we're definitely in for some fan bullshit uh, and adding to the cavalcade of fan bullshit we've seen. But I want him to win there. Yeah, you know? be, that oh, would be great. I hope they sweep their asses uh, in four games, finish it out on Boston's home court. That would be lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to get to one more here, Katie. We're going to go with uh, fennel. Fennel, uh, which, you know, kind of has uses as uh, like a vegetable as well, in addition to its leaves being the herb. I like to put a fennel bulb in my own chicken noodle soup as well, along with the dill. It's uh, You should try my soup sometime, Katie. I'll bring you a bowl one time. Um, <laughs> you put a but, lot of uh, weird stuff in there. <laughs> no, it's really good, Katie. It's really, really good. Um, but yeah, fennel, tasty stuff. Uh, were kind of licorice tones as well. Mm-hmm. Very sort of distinct flavor. Maybe it's one of those ones where people either like it or they don't. Um, do you like fennel? And which NBA player do you think most embodies the spirit of fennel? I don't. I mean, I've had it in like a like you know when it's shaved. If it's in like a salad or something like a summer salad, uh, sure. it can be pretty good. 
Uh, I think I've had it like baked or like roasted. I'm not huge on it, you know, but it's not, I don't hate it as much as some of the other things we've talked about. Right, right. But fennel's tough um, for a player. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who embodies this kind of bulbous um, <laughs> bulbous I would also say fennel became kind of more in vogue in the last right. couple of years in re- sure. I, I mean I just feel like I see it all over the place uh, in like restaurants more than I have before and a certain kind of restaurant you know like a cool mm-hmm. seeming restaurant <laughs> so um I'm going to pick Andre Drummond because I feel like what the Lakers have done and we talked about are trying to do with him uh, is to really sell him as I feel like maybe the fennel board uh, or the fennel advisory has done with fennel and get it into the hands of the cool restaurants. I think there there's like an aesthetics <laughs> thing going on. The Lakers really want, you know, like they, and there's like nothing against, Drummond, like it's nothing against fennel. It's always existed. It's like, you know, reliable, steady. Um, I think it's pretty like hardy, easy to grow. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. this renaissance, is it real? Is it lasting? Or is it going to get replaced by the next, you know, hot herb? So that's my answer. That's a, that's a good answer. I have a bit of a different read on it. I, you know, Fennel is something that I like a lot. I think it has some real versatility to it. You can, you know, you can shave it, put it in a salad. You can, you know, cut up chunks, put it in a soup, whatever it might be. You can bake it. You can grill it. You can use the, the leaves as an herb to, you know, add to a stock or whatever it might be. Um, but like fennel's never going to be the only thing carrying the day, right? Like you need supplemental pieces and so while fennel is very unique and versatile it needs something else to kind of be the star of the show and so for me fennel is ben simmons like really good at what he does lots of different utility but ultimately you need a joel Embiid. you need uh you know a a parsley you need something a little bit stronger there sort of carrying the water and, and just sort of filling in the gaps that the fennel leaves behind as a solo operation so uh yeah ben simmons is fennel to me that brings us to the end of herbs uh and we will move into our uh posters of the week the best from nba social media in the last seven days uh for me katie this is a bit of a weird one it's not exactly one person who posted it has become kind of a meme this week, but I'm giving my poster of the week to Jamal Murray for the meme that's going around of him with the incredulous look on his face on the sidelines at a bad call as he has joined the Nuggets on the sidelines. It's quite an inspirational thing to see him there. The fans are loving it. He's having a great time. And the NBA, being the lack of fun losers they are, uh, told Jamal Murray to tone it down, which I think is bullshit. I think we need more meme faces from Jamal Murray on the sidelines. I think we be, need him being more in the action, yelling at officials, whatever it might be. Um, and uh, so in honor of the silenced Jamal Murray, I'm choosing him as the poster of the week um, through the vehicle that was his memeable picture that everyone kind of uh, ran off with this week. So that's my pick. Katie, what do you got? Pretty good pick. Pretty good pick. Um, mine is uh, <laughs> um, Donovan Mitchell taking a picture of Mike Conley in a tub. 
a hot tub, I think just like at their um, training facility. But Mike Conley is on the other side of glass. He's sitting in the tub and um, Mitchell has captioned the, what's it called? The picture of my guy looks so sad. Um, and he does. <laughs> Mike Conley looks really <laughs> sad. He's kind of gazing uh, morosely down at like, it's a tea because you can see the tea bag uh, hanging from the top of the cup. Um, but I think he was just sort of deep in thought. You know, sure. I think he's just thinking. I don't think he's so sad, but I like that um, Mitchell's looking out for him, you know, and he's noticing those things. I think he's a good mm-hmm. teammate. Good friend. It's healthy backcourt camaraderie for sure. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah, looking at this picture on the basketball feelings Instagram, it. I don't know if Conley is so sad as he is sort of thoughtful about the sort of work and craft that went into the tea he's drinking. Maybe it's like a a direct source. Maybe it's a, a Kulan tea from our friend Yasmin, perhaps. Um, Could you know, be. Maybe he's just sort of thinking about the quality of the ingredients and getting ready to dive into his tea while he's sitting in presumably a hot tub. Um, that's an interesting one. I find I'm not so much concerned about the sadness as I am about drinking a hot liquid in hot liquid. But um, either way, a great pick, Katie, and a wonderful way to close out this week's episode. Uh Katie, before we let the people go, do you have anything uh, that you want to plug? Yeah, I've got to plug a story about Marcus All coming on Real GM. Maybe yeah. today. Maybe tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I like the mystery. Yeah, got to keep it mysterious. Uh, basketball feelings. Uh, dishes and dimes. That's it. Awesome. Uh, you can, of course, listen to me over at Lockdown Raptors. Katie was on the podcast this week. We talked about OG and Obi yesterday, so go and listen to that. Um, and I'll have more sort of player review stuff on that podcast in the coming weeks. And uh, the draft's coming up, too, so that'll be fun. You can also support us. Follow us on Twitter at Basketball. Subscribe to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Basketball with two H's. Uh, get in there, 550 Canadian, four bucks American to be part of our little family. You get to ask us mailbag questions and all that good stuff. You're very, very appreciated. We love you all so, so much. And with that, uh, we're going to sign off here. A huge thank, as always, to the Space Monkey crew, in particular, producer Dylan who makes us sound wonderful every single week and puts up with internet drops and bumping headphones and all that stuff. He's the best. We love him. And uh, we love you, the listeners. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you again next week with another episode of uh, Basketball. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.